What are you? What are you doing? I look at man. I, I'm I, I'm sorry, but that's mine. I I get that's yours, but like I feel like that's the key to your success. And I it is. Some, and, but listen, if we ran Nintendo, really need some love. And I figured if I did that, that's what I'm here for. But that's not the same kind of love. Stop it, Bob. You need to do your thing. All right, people You're need the to go Nintendo listen. guru. Just go listen. I go, do my thing. Please go listen to If You're in Nintendo. How about that? Can I yeah. do that? Well, that's that's. I'll beg. I'll beg people to beg. I'll beg people. It's to on listen. iTunes, right? It's on SoundCloud, Stitcher. Okay, Stitcher. It's Google really, Play. it's really big at We the Nerdy. It is big on WeTheNerdy.com. Yeah. So that is all. That is all. I love you. I love you. Episode 65 of We the Gamer Cast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com, and your eardrums are blown. And this episode and every episode publishes on iTunes and Google Play every Monday. Thank you for listening and subscribing and bearing with me as I scream into your face to kick things off here for episode 65. I don't know why this seems monumental. This seems like a milestone. 65, I guess, is. Uh, if this were years, I would start receiving free coffee as a senior citizen. I would I would go see movies for less money. I would get discounts left, right, and I, maybe maybe that's why. Subconsciously, sixty five is a big deal uh, for me. Anyways, I don't know if any of you agree with that. So thank you guys for being here and rating us on iTunes and sharing and all of the good things that you do. I am blown away by the support. But if you're new. And you have no idea what I'm talking about. Here's the deal. Every week, I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet, and we talk about video games. And if you want to be a part of the show, it's easy. Tweet at me, at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. That's how we start every show. Some days, I'm more excitable than others. Today is one of those days, everybody. And it's probably because I'm, uh, I've downed almost 40 ounces of coffee, and saying that out loud is way worse than just doing it as I'm realizing in this moment that is maybe that explains a lot sometimes I'm able to just feign the energy and just come up with it but this might be coming from a dangerous place in my beating heart I, I, I have no idea how fast it's going a little inside scoop on my on my medical well just the way things go for me, I have a very slow resting heart rate. Usually I go when I get my blood pressure taken. Uh, sometimes people are a little concerned. It's in the 40s. I'll say that. I think that it's, I think the last time I had it done, it was 48 was my resting heart rate. So, which probably goes into my whole bipolar nature of my personality. My heart itself is probably bipolar where it can go from a resting heart rate of 48 where it's barely alive. I think that that's what the heart rate... Remember that episode of Lost where the those two, they got bit by the spider or something and then they, spoilers, they got buried alive but people just didn't know they were alive because I think their heart rate was 49. Something like that. So yeah, I go from 
from resting heart rate of next to nothing to whatever this is. Something is happening to me, but it's probably caffeine-induced. So thank you guys for being here. Listen to me ramble on a little bit. I'm going to get to my my guest, Bubalo the Destroyer. We don't ever learn his real name. I'm going to call him Frank. So Frank is my guest this week, and he is he's awesome. I can't wait to get to the chat. I hope you guys love I just I literally just hung up the Skype call with him. We're going to do this, and we're going to get into the chat. You'll hear it for the first time. I'll hear it for the second time because I was there originally. I'm making no sense. Um, here's what my day has in store for me, though. As soon as I'm done this, I'm gonna I'm gonna record, I'm gonna post, and then I'm gonna head over to my parents' house because my mom bought my dad a giant TV for his birthday, a 70 inch 4K. It's a Vizio. I don't know if you guys have experience with the Vizio brand. I think it's not bad. So far, I'm hoping that it's not bad. It's got like a Chromecast built into the thing. It looks pretty great. They're not doing any gaming on it, um, but I, it's 120 hertz, if that means anything to you. To you. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that. But my dad doesn't know this is happening. It's going to be a surprise. I, I was wondering if I should record this little intro before I go. And maybe I could do the outro after. No, I need to I need to get this up and go. I have a, I have a busy night tonight as a turn. I can't just game tonight. I have an outing that I need to attend to. It's going to, you know... Being an adult and having social interaction with people is going to take me away from playing video games, which, whatever. Um, what else is going on? I played a bunch of games this week, but I also, I would feel remiss, or almost like a hypocrite, because I, I'm i a big advocate for mental health. I am a bit a big advocate for talking about it, and this is something that people shouldn't suffer in silence and all that kind of stuff. So here's, this is a little scary a little scary for me right now. So this week was a rough one. I got to tell you guys, this week I was not, um, I don't know what happened. I just, maybe it was the, like all of the being so high on the holidays. Everything is so great when it's over thing. You got to get back to real life. Um, but this week was not great. I needed, I needed my rest. I think was really it. I think and if any of you guys like deal with, you can always come talk to me. But more importantly than that, I hope that if you're ever in a in a crappy place, if you're ever in a dark place, I hope you have ways to cope because I think that's really. And again, I'm no professional on this. It's just, it's just my take on it. Zach Erickson, you, you can talk to Zach about it. Um, I just needed ways to deal. And I hope that the people who are around you understand that's really it. Chelsea and I have a very open, obviously a very open relationship and we have very open communications and, and it's been that that's what makes us strong is that when we know when the other person is down, we know what the other person can do for each other, whether it's doing literally doing something or doing nothing. And quite often I need just space, I need time to reboot myself and uh, that was that was my week. For some reason, I was just I was something was wrong. It's like catching a cold. You just kind of have to cope, and uh, hopefully, things. Uh, well, maybe I should probably take more proactive things about it. Try and get a little bit more exercise, eat better, and all those things. That those those things help me for sure. But I I just wanted to let you know that the week was rough. This weekend is much better. Um, yesterday, I recorded an amazing conversation. Well, I, I had an amazing conversation with Ed Placencia. It did not record, which which just did it kind of put a cap on the week. So today is Sunday. It's a new day, and the moral of the story is: if you get knocked down, don't even wait. 
get yourself rebooted and get back up and just do it again. Do whatever it is that was that made you feel whatever like for me okay so i can't generalize too much but for me uh i took a real big hit when this when this episode did not record it really just wrecked me i felt awful i'm ed and i have been trying to get this and mostly it's it's me just um trying to get scheduling down it took a while for that to happen it did happen it was an amazing conversation and i lost it and i felt awful for wasting ed's time um i feel like Obviously, I do this every week, so it's not really amateur hour around here on We The Gamer Cast, but I felt like an amateur. I don't like feeling embarrassed like that. I don't feel like I can get that episode back. Um, he opened up big time, man. He, we talked about his, talked about his dad. We talked about his, his journey to California and back and all the things going on in his life. And I genuinely asked though the questions that I asked from a place of not knowing what the answer was going to be. And I can't do that again. I can't ask him about what happened next without knowing exactly what happened next. And it's a lost, it's just, it, the moment was fleeting. So I was, I was upset yesterday. I needed a, I needed an out and I just, Chelsea was awesome. She, she took care of the house. She went to, and she's six months pregnant. I don't even know, 27 weeks. And she just kicked ass yesterday. So I appreciate her. Um, she knew that, she knew that feeling. She's uh, she does wedding photography as well, and she knows that feeling of putting in an SD card and having the pictures not show up right away. That sinking feeling in your gut, where everything that you worked for, everything that you recorded, the moments that you captured are gone. And she's actually—I don't think she's ever had it ultimately be gone. But there's that moment where it's not quite appearing. That feeling is no good, and um, my conversation is lost forever. And I, I am so sorry to Ed for that. And I just. Um, I, I use this as a little bit of an outlet, so I hope you guys are okay with that. Sometimes I talk about games, but I am a big, big advocate that if if you're down, if you're having a rough day, talk about it, let people know, reach out. Um, that's what friends are for. So that's where I was, but I'm better now. You have these ebbs and flows. I had, and one of the reasons that I'm better is because I talked to Bubalo the Destroyer, and he reminded me that. Just moving on is the best way to do it. Just don't dwell on the negative and just just keep doing it. Just keep moving. That's what we're going to do with this show. We're going to keep moving. We're going to get... Uh, I want to tell you a couple more things before we, we talk to Bubalo <laughs> or Frank. <laughs> um, I had sweet, sweet hangs with neighbor Matt. We, we did the whole... He brought his Xbox over. We had some... We actually didn't use it in the way that you might think. Usually we have two games going on at the set. Like we play, we get in a party and we play some Call of Duty or something like that. What we did instead this time was we had uh, Rick and Morty on one TV. I got that from the library in case you were wondering. And we had split screen uh, multiplayer going on Modern Warfare. The remastered Modern Warfare, which I hadn't played. And I suck at that game. I'm really bad (laughs) as it turns out. I'm really bad at that uh so we just played a bunch of first person shooters and and watched some rick and morty and that was just awesome i don't get to do that enough and i was just grateful to have that that night just the other night of uh of nerdum and hilarity so that was great um not really anything new on the gaming front i'm just sort of like picking away at some of these other games um i i think that i've hit a wall with dead rising so that was one i mentioned i think last week where i got it from the library it was surprising to me but on and there there is a lot there 
There's a lot of leveling up. I like what I see, what I can work towards, but I honestly don't know um, if I care enough, I guess is really just the way to put it. I don't know that there's enough gravity there to keep pulling me back in. There's so many other games. I'm glad I played it. It was great. Everybody should at least try it. I think this is something that you should pick up on sale. And um, it's mindless fun. Here's the thing. You could play Dead Rising while listening to this podcast. It's, you don't need the sound, really. Or if you have uh, one headphone in, you've got it going on your TV or your surround sound. That's a way to experience it. But it's not really anything to totally dedicate all of your attention to, I don't think. If anything, it's something that you can just turn off your brain almost completely. If, if all you want to do is veg out, that's a great game for that as well. Um, I don't think that I've got anything else to say for, for games. There's, I feel like there was lots going on this week, but... I don't know. I'm just babbling at this point. So let's talk to Bubalo the Destroyer. Let's talk to Frank. You can follow him on the Twitter at Bubalo Destroyer. It's B-U-B-U-L-O Destroyer. And then on SoundCloud, he's got a, a new podcast. Go listen to it. You can find a Bubalo the Destroyer on SoundCloud. On Twitch, he's Bubalo the Destroyer. So here he is, Frank Bubalo the Destroyer. <laughs> So do I call you Bubalo? Yep, that is the persona. That so <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna ever know. I, I'm gonna actually go with this. Actually, I think that <laughs> I'm gonna go with the fact that I don't know who you really are. You could be, you could be my neighbor. The whole even does it say Illinois on your? I can't yeah. remember on your on yep. your Twitter. Yep. Uh, so okay, tell me tell me the story of Bubalo the Destroyer because he sounds cute and deadly all at the same time yeah so the name actually is an origin from uh an npc in uh world of warcraft and there it is it always comes down to world of warcraft yeah i mean come on if you haven't played it or weren't ever addicted to it then you're the second person with a with a username that is that has its origins in world of warcraft fiona mckinnon had xeranix yeah, yeah, no, I heard about that. That's that was, hilarious. That's funny. I think uh, um, since the expansions and everything, the NPC is currently no longer in play in the game. So, dang it! Yeah, so he's gone. But you were there on the. You were there at the beginning. Yeah, so that's where the name comes from. And then, as far as like the destroyer part, Bublo was already taken on Twitch. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I need to add something. So that's what I went with, and way better than numbers. Yeah, no. Most people just add like their year, their their birth year at the end of it, or something like that. Oh yeah, totally. So then you just had to make sure to intercap it so everyone could read it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's actually nice. It's I'm glad I don't intercap my my name. I think it looks kind of neat, all lower caps, but it probably is. It's only a couple syllables long. It's not like Bubble the Destroyer is almost an entire tweet. That was probably one thing. If there's a knock against Bubalo the Destroyer on Twitter, it's almost 140 characters. I haven't done the math just yet, but it's almost 140. Oh characters. yeah, no, it's uh, it's way too long. <laughs> so tell me about your origins with World of Warcraft. Then, like, are you playing from the very beginning? Did you kind of get along midway? Like, where does the obsession start with World of Warcraft? Because I'm fascinated by this. I, you might know, played because I'm so old. Uh, played <laughs> Warcraft two 
on a on a Pentium five eighty like a five eighty six we used to call them, and uh, a one sixty six megahertz computer processor with about seven hundred megabytes of uh, hard drive space. That was my origins with Warcraft. I I was too cheap to go play the to pay the subscription for World of Warcraft, but I love the stories that come out of this. People have gotten married because they met on World of Warcraft. This is a whole thing. So I'm curious where did where did it start with you on World of Warcraft? Yeah, no, I played, uh, I don't remember exactly what year World of Warcraft came out, but I played probably in the latter half of Vanilla. Okay, um, where are you in life at this point? Are you like, you just learned how to walk? You learned how to drive? <laughs> <laughs> I hope I didn't learn to walk by then. No, <laughs> That'd be amazing. That's what I want for my kid. It's like, okay, you know how to walk? Here's a mouse and keyboard. <laughs> it's mechanical. Go. It's ASCII. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get them going on code. <laughs> uh, no, I was. This is called binary. Bi- we'll yeah. start with binary. Okay, sorry, I interrupted. I'm a little yeah, no excited. Problem. Uh, yeah, no, it was in. I was in middle school. Okay. And uh, actually, just wrote a piece about my kind of uh, love hate relationship about with World <laughs> of Warcraft uh, for my new uh, little exposition podcast type thing that i'm doing so nice yeah very nice so yeah no um middle school and then got some friends roped into it and made a lot of good friends in real life based off of it and uh close by kind of, did you realize that they yeah yeah close yeah, to yeah you? in yep. school yeah in school and stuff and then you know people i met online and stuff which were cool what was the like what was the cafeteria like for you? For me like growing up there was a couple of super nerds that I hung out with, but for the most part most people were going off and like talking to girls and playing sports and all those things and I'm like I kind of want to go to the 7-Eleven down the street and play that Tekken arcade that they've got in the corner. I <laughs> but that was very it's it's an isolating experience. So I'm curious if like if it was similar or were there enough of the nerds that it wasn't really a big deal? Uh, there was enough of the nerds. Nice, but I would that's say awesome, that, uh, dude. That's wicked. Going back to the, you know how the cafeteria broke down. I guess sure. if you, it was, uh, <laughs> and then the, how the weekends broke down. Cafeteria was, you know, most of the people that I played with were yeah. actually football jocks. No way! Oh, it was nice. Yeah. So they kind of like crossed over. Yeah. So Friday nights, you know, go support them uh, on the football field, and then. Uh, you know, end up going back home after their games and do a raid. <laughs> Crushing some Mountain Dew and playing some World of Warcraft. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know it. Paint the picture for oh. me, then. Are you guys doing LAN parties, too? This is, a, this is a thing I always ask people. But I, whenever anybody goes through that type of effort to bring over systems and bring, like, everything together, because it wasn't an easy thing to do, but it wasn't impossible. I think that's what we all realize is that these things aren't glued to the floor. We can actually pick them up and take them with us. So what was yeah. that kind of like for you? Um, well, at first it wasn't like any type of LAN or anything. And then, you know, we got serious about it. And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, la- like gaming laptops started being built and um, oh, yeah. bought. So then it was more portable. And then it was pretty much every weekend at someone else's house, you know, playing. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, someone would play on a desktop 
inevitably, but you know, that was the one guy that didn't have a laptop. Oh, they're like they're like the outcast. Like look at this guy with his old <laughs> that was the first that was the first part of the uh the master race. You're like, We've got so many peas on my gaming laptop and you're still on your old I'm picturing you guys all with like glowing laptops and then some poor kid who can't leave his house because it's his desktop and he's got the old CRT monitor. It's all just everything everything about it is old. He's got his typewriter off to the side and you guys have got your <laughs> giant gaming laptops there. Yeah, and his printer still got that uh, weird fray. Oh, yeah, that was so <laughs> endearing. But what a pain in the ass that was. Did you ever have an experience with that? Because that is something that I think people are like, oh, that was neat. But what a giant pain in the ass that was. If the uh, treads no. didn't line up, the paper got all folded and you, like you think that you're done, but you got to spend all this time tearing it off. And then what the hell do you do with all that? It was a lot of waste. We had a lot of waste back in the day. Okay, yeah, so yeah. You, you guys are playing World of Warcraft. Where, like, why do you even get into it? What is it that attracts you to this totally time-consuming? It's not like this is an easy thing to get to get into. Like, what? Where? Where is it introduced? Yeah, no, that is like a great question, and I always like try to figure that out. I know what hooked me, but what you know brought me in at first, like why I started to play it, is beyond like i don't even remember i think like i tried to play it at one time but my computer wasn't good enough i love that so then like (laughs) so then i couldn't play it and then i just settled for you know continuing to play warcraft 3 and like i liked that i liked warcraft 3 but just like the characters and the like the environment everything so you know i tried uh wow and then nothing happened it wouldn't work on my computer so then i settled for like you know the matrix online and that was awful that was awful (laughs) what was that i don't remember the matrix online i'm gathering this is just after like y2k or something like that yeah i i don't it was probably you know 2004 sure five maybe i'm not sure exactly but the matrix online wow it was bad well, it, the it. world lends itself to a video game. Obviously, you just plug in and then you can jump for miles. So yeah, that no, actually makes a lot of rooftop sense. Rooftop to rooftop. Holy crap. Okay, so, then, so you're playing that. I, the thing that I love about this is that so sometimes the origin stories are, are truly fascinating, but there's also things in our lives that we don't know where they came in. And those are some of the greatest things in our Like, I don't have a memory where I don't know my neighbor Matt. And so I equate my relationship with neighbor Matt, one of my best friends of all time, with your relationship with uh, World of Warcraft. You were going to get into the the hate, the love hate relationship. Why why would you hate such a game that's so important to you? Oh, I don't I don't know if it's <laughs> hate necessarily, but it's kind of a uh, you know some deep regret maybe that isn't really regret. <laughs> okay. You think? I mean, I I say regret. But then you think about it and it's you realize, complex. you know, you know, I shouldn't be regretting this because I enjoyed the heck out of all the time I had. But there's something there. But I think if, you know, the regret would be if I actually, you know, re-upped my subscription and went on to all of my characters and looked at the time, added up the time that I spent and then <laughs> did that and then added up the money. Because at the time... Mm. Um, I had two accounts that I was paying for, so it was yeah. thirty bucks a month. Yeah, and so that was that was like crazy amount what of money. What were you doing to, to pay for that? Oh, just work. Like I had a job, and I was things working. you weren't proud like, of. 
No, you know, like mowing lawns and you know, oh, okay. st- stuff like that. But, Good, you know. wholesome, you know, yeah. middle America type of stuff. Yeah, character building, you know. T- totally. You got your work ethic down. You, you, you worked hard and you played hard. Oh, yeah, totally. Nice. So, okay, what – I want to explore this regret a little bit. What if if you weren't doing that – like, I don't think this is true regret either. Like, if you weren't doing that, what would what would you be doing? Do you have regret in terms of, like, things that – you you were foregoing to play world of warcraft or like i don't know like it seems like at that time that's all there is in the world is just like you have oh, school yeah, no. you have video games and that's kind of it and if you found the one that is the one for you then there's nothing and especially at that time there honestly i feel like if you were to go back in the in the history books i don't know if there's anything coming out around that time that's truly that is going to go down in the history books maybe 20 2007 2008 things started to pick up again but there's a there's a little portion i might get a little hate for that i don't think you miss out on anything unless there's something you've picked up on looking back in your hours no i mean you know i can equate like some of the games that i missed out that you know still sit on my backlog but you know that's water under the bridge i'll get to them you know is it is it water under the bridge or are you are you gonna troll under that bridge now are you gonna you gonna swim (laughs) back around what are we talking what's on the backlog uh, you know, just like some PS2 type games. And, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like I'm playing through because I tried to play through it back then. Was Kingdom Hearts one? Never made it through it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm playing that on the P- the PS3 like remaster. Oh yeah, how's uh, that so going? I'm almost done with it. I'm on like the final level, so I just gotta. I'm probably gonna knock that out today, actually. So. I can't tell if you love it or you're just exhausted by it. Uh, at this point, I'm exhausted by it. Oh, that's the worst. So, and it's the, it, thing, the thing is, you have you obviously have stamina for games. World of Warcraft dominated for years and years. So, how does this make you feel that like by the you're not even done yet, and you're just like wanting to cross this dang finish line to get to the end? <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I know I'm in it for the like. For the long haul when I don't concede and just say, I'll look up the ending online. Oh, yeah. Have you done that? Are there certain games that you're just like, don't care? Oh, yeah. I, I did just want to see the cinematic. I did that with uh, Nino Kuni on the PS3 because to like successfully beat the last boss, I was going to have to do like another 10 hours of <sighs> grinding. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't have time for that. I can watch this 30 minute fight online somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what I ended up doing, you know, but. Are Japanese role-playing games, like, a big part of your life these days? And if they are, like, that has to be exhausting as well. That that may play a part in the end of Kingdom Hearts here. You're like, maybe they – I've just – are you moving away from the 90-hour experience, or is that still something that's that's in your center? You know, I think the 90-hour experience, I don't do them back-to-back. Yeah, that's smart. I think I bookend them, you know. It's like I start one at the end, like, at the beginning of the year. The and year? Then buy yeah, it, nice. And, by the end of the year, I'm like, you know what? I'm ready for another one because, you know, it's cruddy weather out. It's cold. It's like, you know, let's settle down and play 90 hours of, you know, whatever. Waifu greatness. <laughs> that's that's really funny because I feel like now that I think about it, I never thought of it that way, bookending the year. My 2015 and 2016 were both very similar that way. I started 2015 with a whole bunch of Dragon Age and finished it with The Witcher um and then 2016 the same thing i was playing a bunch of role-playing games and now just now as 2017 is entering like all i want to do this is this is going to sound really dumb 
because it's not the caliber of game that we're talking about here. But Watch Dogs 2 is kind of like all I want to do right now. I just want to go drive around and go hack some stuff and shoot some people. And there's enough ADD in that game to keep me interested at least for the next little while until Nintendo <laughs> Switch comes out. And then I have a baby and I'm going to be distracted by all that nonsense. But who knows? But you'll you'll have your Switch here. then. So I'm actually... This is... I don't know if you ever have thoughts. Like that. I'm such a weird person, I feel sometimes. I feel like technology is born for me at the at such a perfect time i really do feel like my the cell phone came out at the right time for me because i was able to get my education without having like a phone in my pocket being distracted until i got to about high school which i mean really i knew multiplication division by that time we're just moving on to extravagant stuff like circles do you remember do you ever like prove a circle that was in like math in high school yeah no it was nonsense i remember doing it don't ask yeah, me to don't do know how now. to do it totally so i had a phone in my when, pocket when have then. you had to prove a circle in real life right they're now. all circles I don't need to prove I don't even know what that means actually to to be honest with you I just remember that that was a thing. So fast forward there's a whole bunch of of things that came out at just the right time for me which is which is great. The iPhone came out at a time when my BlackBerry broke down the same week as my iPod and so I was able to just combine those two magical technologies into the iPhone which was amazing. And now the Switch is coming out about well rumored we'll find out later this week uh a couple weeks before my baby is supposed to be here so i think that i'm going to be able to like have moments where i'm feeding the baby out like in front of the tv but then it's like okay time to take that baby to bed so i can just take the switch off of the dock and never not stop playing but also never have that like time with the baby i could just keep playing while i walk up the stairs and do the whole balancing act this (laughs) nintendo switch is going to change my life do you think think that it's going to change you need yours. To find a carrier. You need to uh, let's have like a like, stroller. Actually, what I should do is get one of those old man chairs that carries you up the stairs. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> you just sit in it and it yeah. and it carries you up. I should just no, get you, one of those now. Yeah, you need to find a company that uh, you can collaborate with and come up with something that you can hold your baby in one arm <laughs> and then in your other in your hands be able to you know hold your switch but then if you need to drop your hands it will just fall but it won't fall into the ground definitely yeah well you can just have everything attached you have like a like a little cord and everything just kind of snaps onto your vest of all these things that you can't let hit the ground baby yeah. switch cell phone keys just a swiss army knife vest <laughs> yes <laughs> for the video game dad that's it we're gonna go patent this we'll be right back uh no are you excited for the switch though oh beyond let's, excited. let's talk about the switch here what i was just playing some nes classic right now before we you know jumped on here so nice what were you playing uh donkey kong jr nice what is it like okay so you didn't grow up with these games like what is it like for you to go play them now oh i mean i grew up with uh you know a nintendo like a nes never had a super nintendo okay how did the nes uh, land in your in your house uh, my older brother had it. Nice. How much had, older is he? Uh, he's six years, so he's nice. Thirty. So there's a good gap there. Okay. Yeah. So he had it, and that was just kind of like my first system that I like inherited, mm-hmm. and then uh, just played like Mario Duck Hunt and um, some bad Sesame Street games and <laughs> Sesame Street. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a ABC one and a count. Like yes, counting. yes. Was it with was it with Count Dracula or what was it? The Count. Yeah, it was with the Count. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. So your brother gets an NES, and your this is 
this is really the introduction of video games into your life. I'm oh, gathering. Yeah. And then from there, it just snowballed. <laughs> oh, so you were addicted right from the very beginning. Oh, yeah, totally. And then, um, you know, we had the NES. And then we, he had a game. He got a Game Boy the day I was born. <laughs> that, okay, so <laughs> that's, I need to, I need to ex- explore this a little bit. Because I'm get so he's six years older than you. He doesn't have a driver's license. He can't take himself to go buy this thing. One of your parents, I'm gathering, was giving birth to you. So we'll say that that's your mom. Very likely I'll make that safe assumption. So your (laughs) dad is off buying a Game Boy with your older brother the day that, like, your mom is giving birth to you? Uh, Have you ever thought of this? Yeah, well, I think he got it, like, the day I was born, but someone else was, like, bringing him to the hospital or something like that, and they had given it. They had already bought it, and they gave it to him just, like, to keep him busy. Oh, that's awesome. I need to do that. I need to have somebody buy me a a Nintendo system the day that... No, that's not going to work out. (laughs) I don't... (laughs) So did you ever get your hands on the Game Boy as well? Yeah, no, I inherited, like, the Game Boy that... Like, that was my hand-me-down was the Game Boy from when I was born, and then he got, like, a Game Boy Pocket. So I got, like, the original Dot Matrix one, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you care that he had arguably one of the best handhelds ever made, and you had this brick, or was that ever even a consideration? I say that jokingly, because I think both are are absolutely incredible. Um, but was there ever, like, a sense of, man, I got this, and you got that amazing thing? Like, is there tension there at all, or were you just happy to play No, games? not... I don't think so, not really, because... I was like still playing um, the NES a lot, yeah. and you know he would always get the new Game Boy games, and then I'd just like play them after he would. That is awesome. But do you, you, do know, you remember the games that were the hand me downs as well, like Tetris? I'm gathering or things. Oh like yeah, that? Tetris. Yeah, uh, Super Mario Land Two, I think, or whatever oh, that. Oh, the, the six good golden one. coins is so yeah, the good. good. One. Yeah. And then like uh, Adventure Island Two or something nice! like that. Yeah. My wife is all over Adventure Island. That's I never played it, but that's every time we go to a retro game store, she's like she's picking these things up as as we go along. Yeah, no, I still have them all, which is great. Like Good I still for have, you. So that's the nice thing. I still have you know most of those games, like the Game Boy and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. the NES. I mean the NES. Like originally growing up, I thought the NES, um, the D pad was orange, and the a and B buttons were green because what? my my father and my brother had played the NES so much that they had to put replacement buttons in them. What so did I they never, use? They like they had like aftermarket replacement buttons. Come like, on, that they like installed in uh, the controller. So I was like, when I you know grew up, I was like, wait, they're red buttons in a black D pad? No way! <laughs> like what aftermarket stuff is this? I want my green and weird colors back. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. It's like when my parents, um, they had a minivan, like most parents do. But theirs was a five-speed manual. Like, it had a clutch and everything. It had a stick. And I thought that that was normal because their car also was was a standard transmission. And when I would go to other people's, because like we were getting driven to soccer or whatever, everybody's got these automatics that they would always, they would call them automatics. And I just didn't understand like how the car knew to move forward or backwards even because I didn't understand the whole concept <laughs> of drive and reverse. I just heard automatic and thought that that would take care of itself. But I didn't realize that I was the weird one with the the strange five-speed transmission minivan. So I love yeah, the you? fact 
<laughs> Did you also have a, Gen- a Sega or something too? No, I. So my my story is kind of funny because there's there's four kids. Only my dad worked. My mom was at home. So I'm fairly certain this was a money thing. But it was always like my brother would get too excited when we played video games. So we weren't allowed to have a console in the house. We had a computer. Um, where I played, I eventually would go on to play like Warcraft and Starcraft, things like that, or Mech Warrior. But most of the time, we would get crappy knockoffs of uh, or ports from from consoles. Like we had a really terrible Mega Man game, uh, which was just like, and you're playing it with a keyboard, and maybe sometimes you'd you'd play with a a, a gamepad. I'm trying to remember what the hell it was called, like a Graviscon or something. Just it was a Super Nintendo knockoff. It had it was like more like the Famicom actually. It had like the different the different colors now that I'm thinking about it. But it wouldn't work most of the time. So gaming <laughs> in my household was very, very strange. We would have to wait for like birthday parties to come along for us to rent systems from Blockbuster or it actually wasn't even Blockbuster. It was like the local movie studio. Like ours was like ultimate video, and I'm sure everybody had one of those. Yeah, just like the mom and mom and grop shops. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah, gaming in my place was was pretty strange, but I did get my hands on because I was just like you. I had a at a paper route. Did you say route or route? route. I always tr- overcompensate route. I don't know why <laughs> people say route. It's so stupid. Uh, and my parents would take half of every paycheck and put. They would allow us to have half, but the other half would go into an education account. And so we had college paid for. And that was another strategy for them to not be burdened by four kids going to college one day because that would cost them tens of thousands of dollars. So I, that's how I paid for my Game Boy. I had a green one with a yellow cartridge of Donkey Kong Land. That was my first Game Boy experience was trying to see and trying to find that balance, if you remember, of the contrast slider to try and yes. like get maybe not too much, but... Just enough so you can actually see what's going on. That stupid game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And then the, uh, I remember always like wanting different colored cartridges. Oh, I don't like the gray ones. I want. I was always fascinated by like a clear one or oh you know, yes. different ones. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I love about Nintendo. They would just like throw things on their heads. Like nobody was asking for different colors. But then once you saw it, you're like, I must have that black Turok N64 controller. <laughs> yeah. And or then my, cartridge, sorry. And now my OCD is like, why is the Mario Kart 8 Wii U case red? red? <laughs> I know. I, that was one I didn't want once I had it. And I actually have two because Chelsea and I each have our own Wii U so that we can play sort of head to head. We don't want to do that split screen. Let's talk about this for a second. Do you remember playing on like an old 27-inch like TV and you've got maybe Star Fox or something like that split up into four? And now you can't – like you had maybe a 7-inch screen by the time you were done with it. I'm not sure what the math adds up to. It's probably a circle to prove in there or something. <laughs> and it was like 12 frames a second and you're just like you didn't care. And now we're so sensitive to – every every line of resolution every uh, oh yeah frame per second like do you do you wish that we could go back to a simpler time or are you happy with the fact that we've progressed we've established standards or did we go too far i mean i think the standards are a little too far but i mean yeah. i guess it would just be nice to go back to being so innocent and not realizing you know well said. Oh, there, there's there's frame drop here or you know there's tearing here like unplayable uh, <laughs> yeah like certain games that you you go back and play now it's like how did i play this as a kid like mm-hmm. the camera controls horribly mm-hmm. but you know it's just you know we did with what we had and it was 
you know, fun just to play it, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, going back to the split screen thing, we had a minivan too, and we played split screen Mario Kart on like road trips. But the 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 TV in the van was like one of those, you know, ones that were flipped down from the top. So it was like what? not even like twelve inches. It was probably like six. So, but you've got like a smartphone, probably like an iPhone screen of uh, Mario Kart you're playing on, and you're probably a foot away from it so you can barely see it anyways but it was still fun you still told you worked with it that is hilarious i've never imagined that that would even be a possibility in life holy cow so but now we can just take the switch on the go and play mario kart right that's the thing like and actually that's the funny thing you mentioned that because that's exactly what i was picturing is that same almost like the same tv screen size and those people kind of leaning in just inches away. My parents used to tell us that we would get square eyes if we sat too close to the TV. I think this is something they just made up. I'm not, but it scared the hell out of us. We oh yeah, didn't want to get square eyes. That sounds like it to me. It thought like my eyes would actually become the shape of of squares, and that that just wouldn't do. I wanted to talk to you about uh, jumping to the present. Bubalo the Des- the destroyer. You're creating content now. You're writing. You've got podcasts going on. Um, I just listened to. I'm gathering this was like a pilot episode or an inaugural episode of your podcast. Tell me, tell me where are we going with this, with, with all of this content and where does it come from? This creative momentum. You just got to get it out. You have stuff to say. Yeah, no, I just, um, you mentioned the podcast. I'm not sticking to a schedule or anything. It's just Just going to be like a, a short form type thing that, you know, when I got something on my mind that, you know, I feel like, uh, I just want to babble about, Mm -hmm. um, that's what I'm going to do. And, um, so we'll see where it goes, but you know, it's just always fun to, it's called people. Yeah. Right now you can, I got it just on SoundCloud. Um, the best place to look for it would be when I post new ones, uh, would be my Twitter. My Twitter's at boobalo destroyer. So, um, I don't know where it's going to go from here, but you know, We'll see. I've already got the next one written. I just got to record it. So, what inspired uh, you to start doing? Is this a New Year's resolution thing? Do you, have you been mulling? Have you been thinking while you're on the toilet that you wanted to do this? No, that's where all my <laughs> great ideas come from. Just so that we're clear. Okay. Well, you know, shower thoughts, toilet thoughts, all the same thing, right? Yep. Um, you know, shower I thoughts don't... are totally different. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty soon you won't. You'll uh, be playing your switch on the toilet, so. <laughs> that honestly that is like that will be a feature that they can't even put on the box and i think they totally should they they'll say take it on the go but what they really mean is take it while you go <laughs> yeah exactly if you know what i mean no have a little, like i know what you if, if you know what i mean at the bottom but yeah no i don't i don't really i think it was just like a, a want to do something mm-hmm. um and then trying to figure out exactly what i want to do you know i stream sometimes and that's just like I enjoy it, but sometimes it's just, you know, I just want to play the game. I don't really want to interact with people. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think it's just kind of like a passion project type thing where I like to throw weird opinions out there and make people cringe. What What do you feel are some of your, like, let, we can talk about your, your games of the year, perhaps. Like, are the, do you feel like your picks are controversial? Do you think that people don't, are going to just kind of, smack you when you tell them what your what your top picks for 2016 were like let's go over that if you don't mind yeah no i don't think anyone's gonna slap me for you know just full on like assault you (laughs) (laughs) officer (laughs) 
No, I think it's just like people, you know, might be drawn back by me saying like 2016 was like a really pivotal point in video games, like um, architecture as far as like the landscape where we're going Mm -hmm. and kind of like what we played and what we want, you know, what we enjoyed, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, we like this year, I feel like game of the year contenders were like completely, you know, not even what I would say normal, you know, not the triple A stuff. Mostly it was either a shooter or like a type of indie that no one would have ever thought to play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like my personal game of the year was overcooked, nice. but that's just cause that game was just so much fun. Um, like I said, I mean, I've beat it three times and hundred percent of it each time with friends. So, nice. um, I just want more of it cause it's simple. Literally, it's so simple. You can teach anyone to play it. And, um, you know, you realize who you can work with and who you can't work with. Man, and that's that's a huge point because I was going to jump in and say I played it with uh, my family over the Christmas holidays. And my wife was sitting there watching because there's there's already four of us. So she's sitting there watching and going, this is a game that siblings just should not play together. Cause my oldest brother is just like screaming at everybody. Why aren't you doing this? Like not really being a leader per se, but like kind of making people feel like they're really stupid and, and being the alpha, totally being the alpha, but you're kind of like, maybe somebody else should be the alpha here. <laughs> Cause when I played with Chelsea, like she, she could just like look at the landscape, see what the challenges were, like on on every kitchen and go okay you go here you go here and it just made sense like her logic was so sound that we quickly realized chelsea's in charge she's gonna tell us what to do and everything's gonna be totally fine <laughs> and that in and of itself was like such a rewarding experience and a rewarding part of overcooked of learning who in the room is gonna be that kind of lead in the kitchen per se and i just love that about that game i love that so maybe is this part of the controversial part of your your opinion that that would be like such a simple game such a small non-triple-a could be like a game of the year and is that kind of an example of what you mean by us transitioning and being a pivotal 2016 being a pivotal year well yeah and i think that's a perfect example like the overcooked is a perfect example of you know you don't see many people complaining that there's no online. Yeah, it would be great There's if there was online play. But the game isn't meant to be played online. Mm-hmm. It wasn't designed that way. It didn't even cross my mind, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, if you had people to play with, then, you know, it wouldn't cross your mind. I know, you know, some people aren't fortunate enough to have people to play with, you know, locally. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might not have experienced the game, and you might have to play it single player, which is not even fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know... I think it just shows that, you know, if the game is good enough to be played, you know, it doesn't have to have the online element. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it's so simple, like you could teach your family to play it. Like we need more. We need one of those games every year. We just need something like to captivate and that's easy to play with people. It doesn't have to necessarily be something that we're arguing with each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Friend, you know, friendship Ender games. Yeah, no, like I said, I say in my podcast, you can add Overcooked to the Friendship Ender with Mario Kart and Monopoly. Totally. Yes, absolutely. So what um, else what else is on that list that maybe well just generally what's what else is on your list that kind of captivated you in 2016? Uh, you know, Overwatch just yeah. because um it's an idea that's already been done. Mhm. Mhm. They just made it better. 
and they figured out how to tell a story with characters and us actually care about those characters without even there's no there's absolutely nothing you know in the game that relates to character wise it's just set pieces and you know a little banter here and there between characters that gets you intrigued that you want to go look up more and you have to do your research outside of the game to figure mm-hmm. out more about the characters so um now how heavily does your clear blizzard bias come into no i'm just kidding about that but (laughs) really like this is a game that was that was made for that base that transferred them over from the games that they were already playing to a first person shooter type of situation and they ate it up like i think that that was really part of the success is that it played to the core where there's an extended universe but it's not thrown in your face too exactly yeah no if you were there for you know the moba or whatever the tf2 type of gameplay Mm -hmm. it's there if you were there for kind of the extended universe and then the gameplay was secondary, it's there also. So, you know, it's kind of a bag of mixed tricks as far as, like, why, you know, it gets people hooked and things like that, I guess. But, you know, it got me hooked. And I don't know, it could be some Blizzard bias. I mean, I played it in beta because I'd given Blizzard so much money. They just give me all the, <laughs> the beta keys and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... uh you know, I I put you know a hundred plus hours into it. I own it on PC and Xbox. Nice. I, I might buy it on PS4 now because a lot of people are playing on PS4 that want me to play with them. So, mm. you know, I might own it for every console that it's out. So, um, what do you think? Okay, so I feel like every time somebody brings this up, you're going to have a type of conversation where you've got people who already agree with you that Overwatch is one of the best games of the year. Not only that, but the best game in a number of years. Um, and they all sort of appreciate it for what it is. And I, but I don't really know that I hear people really expound on that too much. You, you probably did one of the better jobs that I've heard of why this game deserves all the, the praise that it's getting. But what I just found, I was talking with uh, Bobby, the Nintendo guru, this morning uh, on If We Ran Nintendo. When we were talking about Splatoon. And I found myself saying, like, we were saying, like, what would we do to, to fix Splatoon? Which, of course, is totally clickbaity to say, like, oh, my God, Splatoon is perfect, which no game is perfect. <laughs> but what I found myself doing was, like, I want things from Overwatch to come over. And, like, that was that was a real moment for me to say, Overwatch is better than I was giving it credit for. Not that I wasn't giving it a whole lot of credit, but there's a lot of small pieces in there. Again, things that you don't really necessarily put on the front cover or bullet points on the back to say this these are features of the game. But there are certain parts of that that just, when they all add up, they make a really great experience. And I think that that's what ultimately Overwatch was in 2016. Yeah, no, it like combine, it combines a lot of things that get people hooked. Mm-hmm. What about, me. what about games that like, that are similar? There's this, there's this thing on the internet where you have, there's an oversimplification where it's a, if it's an online only game, they're, <clears throat> excuse me, they're lumped into all other online only. So we've got um, Overwatch with a few maps a lot of characters, but really only a couple of game modes. You've got a game like Battlefront, which came out in the previous year, but people were slamming it. And a lot of a lot of online-only games in 2015 came out, and people were slamming it because they didn't have too many, like very many maps, very many modes, uh, and it was still charging sixty dollars. So there's this almost there's this conflict of Blizzard gets a pass, but these other games don't. Maybe because they're not Blizzard, but it seems strange that. Overwatch is totally was foregoing those criticisms or do you totally not agree with that 
I mean, I, I'll agree with it. They, you know, got the pass on some things, but I also would say, you know, comparing it to Battlefront, um, Overwatch, you know, it's an upfront fee. You pay it, you're done. You, yeah. I mean, you get everything. That's true. You get everything, and you can put more money into it if you want. If you want to be the, you know, if you want to keep buying loot boxes, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of us are subject to, you know, the collector bug. And oh. We, <laughs> And we How much money box. have you spent? Can you can you give us a, a round a ballpark figure? Well, you know, I mean, I have I bought it on PC and then I bought it on Xbox One. So you know, there's sixty and then forty, and then mm-hmm. I probably put another forty bucks into loot boxes. Wow! And you feel like okay, I need to get into this to the mindset of somebody who does this because I don't understand it. Why? Like when you. <laughs> like why just why, why do you, you if you look cool you feel good you play better if you feel if you, oh. if you look good you play better right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's why that's why runners always like you can't just throw on a pair of sweats and go for a jog you exactly. need the best stuff i okay you gotta think, you gotta turn heads okay so what what are the things in, in overwatch that make people turn their heads like the, is it the skins? Are people really wanting these spray paint tags? Is this a? Are you happy when a loot box opens up and you get a, a spray or a a voice acted line? I don't even understand. No, no it. one wants that stuff. Okay, what Look, are you going for? You're going for the skins. You want the coolest skin that you think looks the best, and then you want to wear it. And then after you know the first few matches, and you realize you can't see it unless you die. You know, oh, that yeah, exactly. It's for everybody else. <laughs> then you're like, okay, well, on to the next one, I guess. Sorry, I just let spit on my coffee. That's hilarious. Okay, what else? What else do we have on this list of 2016? Uh, we got Doom on this list. Yeah, yes. Doom is the only game of 2016 that I'm playing through twice. Exactly, and like I say, it's self-aware. It knows what it is, and it's mm-hmm. not trying to be something that it isn't. And it's just pure fun. Like there's. No, there's hardly any story, and there is a story if you really want to get deep into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's the codex if you really want to read more about, you know, the demons and other things like that. Or you can just jump in and start shooting stuff. Yep. I didn't even realize there was a story until I was halfway through the game. I'm like, oh, there's you're trying to tell me something here. Okay, cool. I'm just going to go back and <laughs> listen to this badass music and shoot stuff. Like, what a <laughs> what an incredible game. And, and it's easy. This is so... I love the way that all there's there is a bit of a narrative in 2016 because uh, people who love Overwatch, as I was saying, they love it, but they don't really kind of explain the different pieces of it. I don't necessarily know that they do. That's Doom for me. Like I could break down all the little things that it does right, but ultimately there's just a there's a bunch of little stuff that adds up to one of the most just purely fun experiences of 2016 for me. It's just breaking things down to their basics and. To your point, which I think you said beautifully of 2016 being pivotal, that almost re- like allows us once again to just have a bare bones, back to basics type of first person shooter where everyone else is trying to find some way of adding on or creating new things on top of what we already know where Doom just broke things down and went back to the beginning just with 60 frame or i think on pc it was running at like 200 frames per second oh yeah it's crazy how well it runs on pc but just to like go off of your point you know if you're just gonna boil that game down it's shooting and it's music if you mm-hmm. didn't have that music in that game 
I don't think a lot of people would get as, you know, amped about it because after you complete every level, if you're not banging your head a little bit, yes, then yes. you're not you're not playing it right. Like it is such a <laughs> it's just such a good like guitar and bass riff and everything just comes together and you feel so accomplished and you're like, yeah. It is. It's like the Disney musical moment where everything you're just like, I feel great, but in metal format. Oh, and yeah. Like, what a celebration of all things like over the top. That's metal. Metal has always been about being very self. Like even mu- the music itself, the metal genre has always been very self-aware. People will take it too seriously, and that's a scary part of Norway, I think. But <laughs> I think they call that Transylvania or something. Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But this is this is such a phenomenal game, and I I don't care what the story is at all. And that is a thing where I have criticize other games for having a weak story um but i don't with this so it is it's a funny kind of exploration of how we criticize games i think it was joey ferris and a few others have said what makes one game bad doesn't make another game bad or what makes one game great doesn't necessarily make a different game great everything is is always different and i think the more that we sort of verbalize that thought process the better we will all be at understanding what what are we playing and how like, what value does it have? Do you have anything on your 2016 list that you think was overlooked? Um, other than maybe, I don't think Overcooked really necessarily counts as an overlooked no, game, but is there something yeah. that um, that maybe people didn't really play or anything like that? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I can specifically nail anything down like that people, you know, overlooked or, you know, just kind of, um discounted i mean i guess mm-hmm. you know tokyo mirage sessions there it uh, is that's a good call a lot of people overlooked it but you know when you've only got an install base less than you know whatever mm-hmm. the less than five million or whatever yeah right <laughs> 12 <laughs> it's just like uh you know people will overlook that but you know nice one um that's a good call so that was you're not um you're not really bookending there anymore, Mr. Destroyer. You got you got that kind of smack dab in the middle. Did you play that to completion? Uh, no, I was kind of like you where I like played yeah, it and then like it just, just kind of off. fell off. Um, something else came out and it fell off. But, uh, you know, I want to get back to it. But that's one where um, I'm just going to have to start it over again. So mm-hmm. I think I might jump into that after kingdom hearts but you know new resident evil coming out i don't know Oh my goodness 2017 is gonna be off to a bang and start my game that was on my list as i'm looking at our the voting that happened on wethenergy.com there was i can't even count here there's oh a good a good dozen um writers for we the nerdy they all voted for their their top 10 game of the year and it looks like i was the only one who voted for severed within the top 10 severed being on on the vita and then it got ported everywhere else so this was the game for me that that i think too many people missed it was uh, that first person dungeon crawler kind of in the same type of art style as guacamelee but what a creepy game it was something that had me just furiously like waving my finger across (laughs) the screen like i looked my wife every once in a while looked over at me like what are you doing and that was I, i just didn't care like i even had like a mental break where i'm like i could go faster than this and i'm like i think i need to and i had to put my my foot on the gas pedal and just go nuts with this stupid game and i platinum that and didn't ever feel like i was playing for too long or that the game overstayed its welcome i think severed is just an amazing experience and again just something that was different enough that it i think it deserved recognition 
Yeah, no, now that I'm thinking about it, you know, um, there is one game I played last year that could be overlooked and it probably should be overlooked by a lot of people <laughs> is uh pirate pop plus it's a what it's a e-shop game for the okay. 3ds and the wii u uh it's kind of um it's just like a high score chaser really um okay it's there's Chasing the it, dragon it was just a. it's kind of hard to explain but it's kind of like if anyone's familiar with um bubble trouble on like the internet um you just kind of like move around and shoot bubbles and break them apart with like an anchor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm digging it. You know, I bought it was like five bucks and it was like a, one of the very few cross buys on the uh, the old e shop. Uh, oh, so nice! I was, you so I was like, Wii U. yeah. So I you know played on Wii U and then also played on my 3ds. So that's nice. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I, it's a good like five minutes. Like I got five minutes to kill. I'll just load this up and. You know, pop some bubbles. <laughs> Man, there's some high value in those types of games. I'm definitely finding myself reaching towards something I can play for about 20 minutes instead of something I need to sit down for for hours. I love Dark Souls 3. I got into very late in the year, and I, I'm loving it. But I'm not. I'm finding more and more that I don't have. Like, I would say I have probably a two-hour minimum on Dark Souls. Otherwise, I'm not even getting anywhere with it. Whereas, like, Doom, I can play very quickly. Uh, that's probably one of the biggest games that I can play for, for a very short time. But I'm definitely looking more towards very, very small experiences. Um, I would just... This kind of reminds me. 2015, 2014, I was really into Telltale Games, the, the narrative-driven type of experience. 2016, it really fell off for me, I think. And maybe this just happens in different at different times for other people but i am not reaching for these games anymore um i know everybody loves firewatch and virginia those are two notable games for me that just completely missed for me i don't know if you got into any of those narrative driven games in 2016 yeah i never played i did not play virginia i played firewatch was super hyped about it Mm -hmm. when it came out played it like day one and played it all the way through yep i enjoyed the story but you know there's no sense of ever going back to it and totally um i think what just captivated me was the voice acting the gameplay was didn't run super well it was <laughs> yeah i like the art style but it sounds know, great but you know i think it was just the voice acting like they just it was so convincing that mm-hmm. uh you know, I just kept wanting to, you know, find out more and, you know, chase, you know, what was going wrong in the game. So, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, I think that's an easy one that people were able to write off real quick. And I also think that's because it was so early in the year and it was kind of like swept under the rug after you played it. No one was, you know, it was captivating, but it wasn't captivating for um, super long periods of time where people were still talking about it. You know, there wasn't that like super shocking moment. It was kind of more of a moment that pissed everyone off. That's basically what what had happened for me as well. And I think that's what I, so <laughs> in movies, it's M night Shyamalan. It's only his movies that people are looking at under a microscope, waiting for that major shocker at the end. Now in games, it's like all of these, these narrative games, these walking simulators, um, they've all have this expectation, which is which is a little. It's too bad actually, because you can't have that every single time. It's just too formulaic. But I definitely have realized that I'm like I'm waiting for it, and it's and it's gonna miss. So I need I need some to mature a little bit with that game genre. I think a little bit. There's no real 
uh, natural transition for me to go to. I'm just going to go ahead and ask this. We're going to move away from 2016. I want to jump into your 2017. I want to ask about uh, you very kindly said that being on this show was a, a New Year's resolution of yours. So check that off the, the old <laughs> list. We'll take care of that as quickly as possible. Woo-hoo. What else? What else do you have? Like, what ambitions do you have for 2017, whether gaming or, or personally or, or as those two are now kind of crossing over? Uh, personally, I don't think there's, you know, much. I don't, you know, normally, you know, there's always like the. Yeah, everyone sets like a resolution, but I don't know how many people like stay to them. So mm-hmm. um, personally, I really don't like set them because I feel like I can do any of those at any time. Where well said. Um, gaming, you know, I feel like is so seasonal that it's a good way to you know start a clean slate. Um, yep. Last year, um, I told playing my, PlayStation Two games. <laughs> last year, I told <laughs> myself I wanted to beat more of my backlog. Yep inevitably my backlog grew bigger mm-hmm. um there's just not enough time and some games you know some games are still in the plastic for a reason kane and lynch yeah i'll say it every week that's my <laughs> that's my backlog that's in there that that's it i'll never get to that game yeah um i mean well, how could you get to a game when you can just go to the library and get the brand new hot releases all the time trust me i was telling seamus about this as well this is a very conflicting thing for me because those are the games i'm not excited enough to buy but i am limited in terms of how long i have them to play them so what ends up happening is i buy games like dark souls and i end up playing dead rising 4 because i only have it for a couple of weeks so i'm like well i was more excited about dark souls because i actually paid money for it it's very complex, but I'm glad I have this as an outlet to just air it out because otherwise I would be a total disaster. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think um, just keep breaking the backlog down. Yeah, and um, you know, I'm that's as far as like resolutions. But um, what about what about creating content? So we're just getting started with with some podcasting, some writing a little bit. Um, where do you see? Is this? I feel like. I get the sense that it's very much like my approach, which is it's like for whatever reason, I just want I just feel a, a desire to do this. Let's see if I can. It's not about like making money. It's not about really any of those other like really high ambitious things. Just can I do this and will somebody read it or, or consume it? And that's kind of the basis for me. And I'm curious if that's kind of where you're at as well. Yeah, I think that's like the deepest seated thing in the whole thing. It's like. You know, the idea kept rumbling in my mind, but, you know, it's just finally the time to do it. And I love uh, that. Um, you know, I don't care if anyone, you know, likes it or, you know, one person, if one person, that's, I'm fine. But even if no one looks at it, whatever, you know, I still mm-hmm. did it, you know. Um, it's more of just kind of like an outlet type thing. And because, um, you know, it's just something that I feel like is good to, you know, verbalize. And if someone wants to, you know, listen to it or read it or whatnot, then they can do that. And maybe they, you know, have a thought provoking thing from it or, um, you know, they change their mind or, you know, maybe they, um, contact me to, you know, provoke my thought about something different. Um, Hey, did you look at it in this light or, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't agree with you on this, but, you know, I agree with you, you know, kind of, you know, just spark conversations because I think that's the best thing that, you know, comes from a lot of games is just conversations and sharing moments mm-hmm. um, with people and experiences. So, 
I love that. Well, already I am. You said a number of things that make me kind of go, hmm. I didn't like that. Really, is it? You, um, I was talking to Scott Jones about this as well. He said it best. Where a lot of people want to jump into this whole space, but he's like, just make sure you have something to say. And I was always confused by that by him saying that because I'm like, well, of course I have something to say. I'm talking like that's I I didn't take it for anything more than just the lip service part of it but what he meant was have something to say that might make people think I think is the back half of that and I think that you are already doing that and I want people to go and support you Bubalo the Destroyer tell us again Twitter podcasting everywhere we can we can eat up your content this is going to be a big year for you I think yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Bublo Destroyer, and then Twitch um, at uh, Bublo the Destroyer. I'm also on Instagram. I don't use it, <laughs> <laughs> but Twitter Twitter is the best place. Um, and then my awesome. sound, my SoundCloud is Bublo the Destroyer, and then uh, that's pretty much it. But uh, all aboard the NX and Switch hype train, right? Woo-hoo! Yes, this week I can't believe it. Well, it's Switch. I- <laughs> It's Switchmas. I love it. I was saying to Bobby, this is uh, this is t- the outing party for Antisocial Karen. I want her to just be in the background somewhere as they announce everything. She can just be playing her Switch, just just head. You remember the girl from the? Anyway. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. Everyone knows Karen. Every- okay, Karen she's the uh, she's the pre-order bonus. Oh my god. Okay. Well- <laughs> Thanks again for doing this, dude. <laughs> yeah, no problem. It was a great uh, great time. Thanks for having me on. another episode is finished that was Bubalo the destroyer thank you frank thank you for taking the time to chat with me you got me right back up on the horse rough week but the lesson is never give up never surrender little little tim allen for you at the end thank you to mr the destroyer and thank you to you mr listener mr or mrs listener for or miss or ms or whatever thank you listener uh for being here for listening and for subscribing on itunes that's the best thing you can do today and if you're regular you may be pooping at some point today do it then you have your phone with you it's nothing to be ashamed of we all do it it's fine and then and then later you'll hold that same phone to your face when you call your mother and tell her how much you love her, your mother or your father or your your spouse or your child. Somebody, pick up the phone and tell them you, you love them. I don't know what the hell I'm even talking about. This show is, for some reason, made possible by WeTheNerdy.com. So you should go there every day, especially today. If I get around to it, I hope that I do. Our Game of the Year 2016 nominees are going to be up there, so that is in line with my conversation with Mr. The Destroyer today. Um, Our top 10 games, we all voted. They're going to be there. So probably you'll be upset by that for some reason. Um, I know what the winner is. We'll announce that later on in the week, so I can't wait to hear your feedback on that. You can follow me at Sean Capri on Twitter, Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. We the Nerdy has a Twitter. We the GamerCast has a Twitter. If you want to get on the show, email we the GamerCast at we the Nerdy.com. Uh, what else? I also do If We Ran Nintendo with Bobby the Nintendo Guru. That's on every Wednesday on we the Nerdy.com and iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play and Stitcher, I think, and YouTube.com slash Nintendo Guru. 
Happy Switch, Miss Everybody. The Switch, the Nintendo NX, we learn all about later this week. Bobby and I will also be doing a little reactions video stream thingamabobber. And I can't wait. I can't believe that's happening. I hope you guys are excited as I am. Oh, if you want to be on that with me, if you're not a Nintendo fan, if you've fallen off, let me know. We'll get you on the show. But otherwise, this is episode 65 of We The Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears. Thank you again for listening. I'll be back next week. And now it's time for Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!